If you'll bow with me. Father, I come at this time to deliver the message. And Lord, I do pray as always that it would be less of me and more of you, that, that you would deliver the message you would have heard and that it would be heard in the place that it, that it is most impactful as you challenge all of us. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. So we're celebrating today, right? Yeah, that's not very good. Hang, hang on, let me do it again. So we're celebrating today, right? Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. We're <laughs> Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Drew even had a palm branch stuck in his head. Um, so, uh, and Drew, thank you. Thank you for uh, being willing to step into a leadership role here, here at Arbor Point. I'm very grateful to you. And Noah Mulvey will be our announced per per person for next week. Um, our youth are critically important. And they are a part of us. And uh, so, so you can expect to see uh, them beginning to step into their giftedness and into the roles that uh, God has called them to in this place. Um, plus, they help our average leadership age. Like with Drew, we... <laughs> our passage today is out of the Gospel of Luke. Uh, beginning at uh, chapter 19, beginning at verse 28. After he had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near to Bethpage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Just say this, The Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you <laughs> untying the colt? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus. That part of the story always is just amazing to me. <laughs> and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. And he answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. The stones would shout out. I saw a video uh, on Facebook of uh, someone who's recently back from, from Israel and Heard last night at the Emmaus gathering that we were at, uh, the gentleman leading communion, he mentioned this. There is no shortage of stones in the Middle East. There are rocks everywhere. And if those stones cried out, it'd be, you know, we could be as loud as, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. And it wouldn't even come close to what that sound would be as the earth, as all creation cries out to the glory of God and the glory of his name. And so why are we here today? Well, we're here today on Palm Sunday. It's to celebrate. And I really, that's what we're here. That's why we're shouting Hosanna where, you know, uh, Drew will not usually have palm, palm leaves coming out of his head. We, we want to celebrate this triumphant entry into Jerusalem as Jesus began this most holy of weeks. He was, he was coming in as, as the king. As the king, right, Corey? The king. But it wasn't exactly the way the Jewish people thought that it was going to be. They were expecting a conqueror, expecting somebody to free them from the Romans. 
set, set them free. They were under oppression. They were, the Romans were, their govern, were, 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 were the, governing them, and they wanted to be free from that. So they were looking for that king, that, that conquering king to come in and to set us free from these dudes. Good preaching right there. <laughs> set us free from them dudes. Uh, and so that's going on. And then you got the Pharisees over here. The Pharisees are plotting to arrest Jesus. And Jesus is trying to make his disciples understand his purpose. There's a lot going on on this day of celebration of entry into the city. So to kind of set that, I want to drop back just a little bit to a few days before the entry. John tells us this. John chapter 12, six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. That was kind of cool, wasn't it? You familiar with that one? <laughs> Jesus waits until Lazarus is actually stinking. It's three days, and, 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 and Scripture tells us that he doesn't smell very good because he wanted to be sure. This is, he wanted people to understand this is not, you know, somebody who... who fell asleep for just a little while because the Bible tends to say and he fell asleep when it's talking about him dying. So he was dead and raised from the dead and here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Hadn't been very long since Jesus had raised Lazarus and now he's reclining at a table with him. How amazing would that have been? How cool would that be? It would be you know, just another day in the life of Jesus, right? Then Mary took a pint of pure nard, which is an expensive perfume, poured it on Jesus' feet, wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume, but one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. So she's being wasteful, right? What are you doing pouring this? expensive perfume on anybody, even Jesus. And so Judas gets on her and says, you, should, you ought not do that. Don't do that. Leave her alone. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. So remember where we are. We're days before the entry. He's trying to get across to his disciples. You're not always going to have me. Something's going to happen. And they, they, they have a really hard time with that. He's foreshadowing, and they still struggle. They don't see it. They don't see it. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, who, who he had raised from the dead. They didn't have social media, so they had to actually go. You know, they didn't get to just check the feed, news feed and see, okay, what's happening? So they had to go and check it out. That, not just for Jesus, but they wanted to see Lazarus. It's like, did you hear what happened over there? Ah, that can't be right. No, really, he was dead because he didn't smell good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so this is our prelude to Palm Sunday. Sunday. Would Jesus be the conquering king that the Jewish people so desperately wanted. He'd raised Lazarus from the dead. He'd healed the sick. 
fed the hungry, served the poor. Surely this is the king of kings. This is the one. So let's move into Mark's gospel to take us into Jerusalem. As they approached Jerusalem, which is similar to what we read in Luke. He came to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent to his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you're going to find a colt there. This is the donkey that Corey was talking about. And this is, let me kind of bring that up to here. So, I, I grabbed Caden and Drew, and I told them, hey, just go down, go down, over, go, <laughs> go down, in, when you go into, into Brazelton, go down to Vineyard Gate, and go, kinda, it's the fourth house on the left. You're going to find a car there. And what I want you to do is I want you just to go and, and get that car and bring it back to me. And so they go, and, and, and well, at first, of course, they go, well, what if he says something? Just tell them it's for, tell them it's for Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so they go, and they go, and they go to the house, and, of course, they're lucky the keys are in the car. Apparently, I had a moment of, of ESPN. <laughs> um, so they hop in the car, and they fire it up, and somebody comes running, whoa, what are you doing? That's my car. No, no, it's for Mike. Oh, okay. That's what we're talking about here. This is, ins this is crazy, right? He went to somebody's house and got a donkey and took it <laughs> and got caught. And their excuse was, the master said, go ahead. Oh, well, if the master said it, go ahead, take my property. And yet, that's what happened. That's what happened. It's a pretty strange beginning. What's, what's the point of this? Because we're talking about Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. What, why is this in this story? Right? What does this really have to do with much of anything? Jesus walks everywhere he goes. Why does he suddenly need a donkey? Well, you see, a little over 500 years, five centuries before that day, there was a prophet named Zechariah. And Zechariah 9.9 reads, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Five hundred years before Jesus. Jesus didn't come to do away with Scripture. Jesus came to fulfill Scripture. He told us that himself. And here on Palm Sunday, so long ago, after 500 years of waiting for this, this passage from, how many, uh, be honest, how many of y'all are familiar with, with the writings of Zechariah? Don't, you know, we know it's in the Bible, but we don't really, like, spend a lot of time with Zechariah. He's one of those minor prophets. 
and Jesus pays attention. Then we get to some more familiar passages. Many people spread their cloaks on the road while others spread branches they had cut in the field. You know, that's what, that's what we're, you know, waving branches and, and carrying on this morning is about to remember that. In John, God, John's gospel is the one that tells us that there were palm branches, that, that they laid them in the road. They, those went ahead and, they, and, they, and those who followed all, those who were ahead and those who were behind, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hoshana means save. Save me now is what, so they're shouting that. Save me, it's a cry for salvation. The people are shouting, save us now, save us now. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven, crying out for salvation. Save us, save us, Jesus, save us from Roman rule. From Roman rule. Consider for a moment what it must have been like for the crowd. Jesus has done miracle after miracle. They've heard of him without the benefit of a lot of the media that we have today. And, and they're going to see this guy named Jesus, something special about Jesus. And he'd raised Lazarus from the dead. And now he's coming into Jerusalem, and we are excited because he is going to be our king. He is going to free us from the Romans who are oppressing us. He's going to set us free. Finally, we're going to be set free. That's the crowd. The disciples who have been with Jesus for over three years. And some of that time has been tough because they've been run out of places. It hadn't all been, been being, you know, just, hey, we're glad you're here. Sometimes it's, hey, get out of here. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not all fun and games. And now they're coming into, into Jerusalem. Two of them went and picked up a donkey and, 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 and they let them take it just because they said the master needs it. And now they're coming into Jerusalem. I could imagine especially Peter. Peter's one of my favorites just because he's so impulsive. He's probably going, yep, about time they recognized us. We've been following this guy forever. It's going to get good now. Finally, finally they're going to recognize us. I might even get, you know, a, 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 a raise and I might find, get, get status. This is going to be beautiful. This is going to be awesome. You know, look at all this. There's accolades. That's the disciples. And so that's group two. Over here is the Pharisees, though, and the Pharisees are probably going, uh-oh, now what, right? Now what am I going to do? We want to get him and get him out of the way because he's saying some stuff we don't like. And now the crowd, the whole city loves this guy. How are we going to manage this? In other words, how are we going to maintain our power? So that's going on over here. What about Jesus? You ever think about this from Jesus' perspective? See, Jesus is the one who knows what's coming. He's doing what he needs to do in order to fulfill Scripture and to follow the path that's been laid before him. But he knows Monday Thursday's coming when he's going to turn some things upside down. He knows Good Friday's coming. 
which is good for us, but not for him. He also knows Easter's coming. What was it like for him in this moment entering Jerusalem to all of this accolade and this exaltation? That's where we start this week. That's where we start this week. One of the things about Holy Week that that I challenge you to embrace and I encourage you, whatever I can do to motivate you, (laughs) whatever it is. Today is Palm Sunday, and that is the celebratory time. The prayer path that we do on Monday, Thursday, will have three stations set up. The first will be to remember the foot washing because Jesus kind of turned service upside down with the disciples when he took off his robe and, and he got on his knees before the disciples. And we won't actually foot wash. It'll be a reflection time. Somebody asked me about that. and It's like, no, you're not actually going to wash each other's feet. But, but it's a time to remember that Jesus, the rabbi, the master, washed the feet of all of his disciples. These are feet that walk dirty roads. These are not clean feet. These aren't manicured feet. (laughs) These are nasty feet. Peter objected, of course, because Peter always has something to say. And this was so important that Jesus said, if you choose not to do this, you have no part with me. Of course, then Peter said, well, then, Wash me from head to toe. (laughs) If you want to lead, serve. Servant leadership comes from that moment. That's what leadership in the church means. If you want to lead, serve. It's not about accolade or arrogance or any of that. It's about humility and service. And then he, later on, what did change the entire Passover. We'll have a station to remember that. They'll have some of the meanings of the food and the normal Passover, Seder. But Jesus changed a thousand-year-old process. And you'll you'll give them the opportunity to reflect on what that means. And we'll finish in the garden. Because his day ended at the Garden of Gethsemane when he went to the Father and this is important for us, too. You know, some, sometimes we don't know if it's okay to pray for all things. Jesus knew his path and still went to his father and said, Father, if it is possible that this cup could pass from me, then make it so. Nevertheless, not my will but thine be done. And he asked his disciples to pray with him for an hour, and they failed. And we get to reflect. Monday, Thursday is a time of reflection. It'll be the last communion. Um, we'll have the communion station. You'll take to be able to take communion. And then we move into Good Friday, the day of his death. And we'll have a Good Friday service here. It's a dark service. But I encourage you to come because if you just do Palm Sunday and Easter, you miss it.
So much happens in between. And then, of course, we have Easter. So I encourage you to come. The prayer path will be open for eight hours, and it's a drop-in, self-guided thing. If you have any time during the day to come and hang out, I encourage you to do that. Good Friday service will be at 7. It'll end close to dark. Easter is going to be a... I didn't realize that Sells Mill Park was such a great place for Arbor Point, but I have learned. Look forward to, to Easter sunrise there and then Easter service there. We're traveling this week with Jesus. See, we, we, we cried out Hosanna, and we did it with celebration and, ex, and, and exultation. Jesus knew that he was here to deliver on that word. He came to save us and has done so. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I encourage you to come talk to me. There are several others. Uh, you know, last, last time uh, we had, there's about 40 of us in here who are willing to talk to you about Jesus. He loves you beyond our understanding. Loved you enough to go through a lot. And is with you wherever you are. If you'll bow with me. Father, the love that you have for us, Lord. May we seek to share that with those around us. Seek to share that in the lives that we come in contact with. May we Seek to serve and to grow, to be who we are for you.